Hey everyone, welcome back to the Trail Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner. Thank you for joining me on another trail journey. Uh, we've got a great one for you today. Um, it's He's a new friend. He's a podcast host. He's an endurance enthusiast. He's an ultra runner. He shares a really great story about his successes and failures along the way in the Triple Crown of 200s. Um, I can't wait for you guys to hear this story. So let's just get right into it. Welcome to the Trail Life, David Terrio. This episode of the Trail Life Podcast is brought to you by... Crisp, refreshing polar seltzer. Premium seltzer with just water, all natural essences, and zillions of tiny bubbles. Polar seltzer is naturally calorie-free with no sweeteners or sodium. Family made since 1882. That's 140 years of making bubbles. Why be flat when you can sparkle? Looking for a polar near you? Go to polarseltzer.com or visit your local grocery store. Well, help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right. First of all, let me say, I, I love the podcast, run oh, the thanks, run, run the riot podcast. I love it. I actually just finished, uh, your latest episode with Jason Hardrath, which Jason was fun, man, dude. He, he's an amazing cat, right? Like <laughs> the king of FKTs, uh, <laughs> the yeah. sto- stories that he has, uh, it was like kind of a lot of the same stuff that you guys were chatting about, but going back and listening to that again, I was like, God, man, this guy is just, <laughs> just amazing. So it's, it was awesome. And I, I've listened to a few other ones since then, but yeah, man, it's great, great podcast. We'll get into that in, in a little bit, but uh, sure. speaking on the FKTs, have you ever yourself attempted a uh, fastest known time? I haven't, man, but I'm getting the itch. And uh, one of my buddies, um, he he was going to do the Washita Trail, and I, I actually had him on the podcast. But um, I'm itching to to try that one because it starts in Oklahoma, and it ends in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, 223 miles. And uh, a friend of mine has the female supported fastest known time. Her name is Fawn Hernandez. I don't know, man. I'm uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of itching, so I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. But I, I've got to finish this year out, man. I've got I've got too much going on this year. I've got to finish it out, and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I was looking at that. I'm like, hey, so I'm a bigger guy. I'm, I'm 6'5", 240. So I'm like, you know, if I'm going to try and do a fastest on time, it's got to be like those little short ones, like the little like <laughs> 10 mile ones. Right. Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot for me to go into putting in the, uh, the long, the long ones and the hikes and the, and the climbing like those guys do. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if I could find myself a little one, I'm, I'm happy to do that, but uh, go for it, man. Find you one, dude. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you're, uh, as you said, Oklahoma, so that's where you're yeah. based out of right now. And yes. as I've, as I've understood in your podcast, you're a Cajun turn sooner. <laughs> Is that correct? <laughs> I'm still I'm still an LSU fan, man. I'm still go Tigers. Um, but but uh but yeah, my wife's a Sooner fan. If LSU ever plays the Sooners, we're gonna have issues at my house. But uh, for now, we're we're good. Uh, you know, and so I, yeah, yeah, that's 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 kind of where I am. <laughs> you know, so the that, which is really cool because I don't. This is one of the things that I love about podcasting is I get a chance to talk to people all walks of life from all over the world, and I've always used. I'm, from, I'm originally from Peoria, Illinois. So I'm, okay. Midwest, I'm Midwest guy at heart. Uh, yeah. So I've always used Oklahoma as a, as a flyover state or a pass through state. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know Jack squat about Tulsa, Oklahoma and the trail running scene there. Could you enlighten my yeah. listeners to, to what that scene is all about? So, okay. So I was surprised when I got here in Tulsa because, okay. Now coming from Louisiana, Louisiana, 
you know, flat as a pancake, hot and humid. And my wife, when we were dating, she said, you know, Oklahoma's humid. And then she came down to Louisiana. She's like, not that humid. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, so it's not, but, um, you know, and people think Oklahoma's pretty flat, but it's got some, you know, it's got some hills, it's got some stuff. And, and here in Tulsa, we've got, um, Turkey mountain. That's kind of our, our spot and it's mountain, but you're, you're in Colorado, right? Uh, well, in San Diego, half the year, Colorado, the other half. So okay, okay, yeah. So like, yeah, Turkey, you would you wouldn't call it a mountain, but anyway, we had that's our <laughs> spot, man. And it's cool because um, you park there, and there's like a power line area, and you get up on top of it, and you can see downtown Tulsa, like the BOK Center, the big arena and stuff. But you're in the woods, and it's 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 an urban wilderness, and it's that's cool. I mean, I I've spent I spent eight hours there on a Saturday when I was training, and just running the trails and a lot of the same trails over and over, but, but it's pretty good. There's some technical trails and they're redoing it right now. There's a group out of Arkansas, uh, redoing the mountain bike portion of it. And so there's a lot of mountain bikers out there. Um, so that's what we have like in Tulsa, but you know, there's other areas. Um, I'm doing some races. A friend of mine, Jeremy Harrison's a race director. He'll be doing the triple crown this year. They, he does a lot of, uh, puts on races at a lot of the state parks around Oklahoma. And so some really good, good trails, good trail systems. Uh, I'm doing the Lake McMurtry 50 K there's a hundred K two next weekend. And, uh, man, it's beautiful trails. It's, so there's, there's a lot, it's not mountainous. You got to fight to get some, some vert and some climbing, <laughs> but, but it's good. You know, it's fun. Just all hill repeats, I guess. That's how yeah, really you have yeah. to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Running up and down a levee or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, from a, from a type of trail, like you said, there's a little bit of technical is it, is you get a little bit more groomed stuff out there too. Or like, is it just a wide variety of all sorts of different trails, single track service road, technical, all that stuff. You guys get that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a wide, like even just at Turkey mountain, there's a wide variety. If you do some That's of the, awesome. uh, some of the, uh, dirt, the, the mountain bike trails are real, um, you know, smoothed out and everything, but they've kept some of it wild. There's a lot of rocks, man. If you want to find a place to turn your ankle, you can find a place to turn your ankle, uh, some good techno, but, but you know what I've found it, it's really cool. Cause I've done a lot of races in, in, uh, in Colorado, you know, I've been to Tahoe, been to, and I can get my training done, man. I can, I can, you know, I can get trained up, uh, altitude aside, yeah. I can get trained up, you know, uh, as far as, um, you know, just my, get my cardio, get my fitness, get my legs ready. And I, I can, I can do all right. You know, I can hold my own pretty good at, here in, you know, sea level <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. So we'll get into the, your, we'll get into your, uh, 200, um, Moab 240 attempts uh, a couple of years ago and, and Tahoe and stuff in a second. So you said from an elevation game, <laughs> getting ready for those races, where was your elevation coming from? And like, yes. are you just, are you, again, are you just doing hill repeats up and down? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing hill repeats. I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of strength training. Uh, I still, I try to keep it as much as possible. You know, uh, I try to, I try to stay in the gym three days a week, even when my mileage is high. And so I do, I do a lot of that. Um, but a lot of repeats, uh, just trying to get on the, the, the hilliest section, trying to go in as fit as I can and as strong as I can. I'm not a, a skinny runner, you know, um, I don't want to be, uh, I like to be, you know, strong, you know, <laughs> I was a skinny yeah. kid. I worked hard to build, put a little mass on and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to lose it all. And, and if, if I just keep running, I'll do that. But, but anyway, it, a lot of heel repeats, just training smart, uh, you know, with what I can out here be, and I try to make trips like to Colorado and stuff, yeah. um, you know, try to do uh, a weekend, um, training camp of my own and tag a 14er and run up hope pass and, you know, our, 
you know, uh, combine it with a race at, at like I did the Leadville uh, Silver Rush uh, okay. 50 and then combined, stayed behind and did some some running after. So, you know, it's I, a first of all, it's always great to hear runners talk about strength training because I don't think that's talked about enough in this sport at all, yeah. period. Yeah. You know, right. so that's that's if you're listening in, you're a trail runner that doesn't like to do strength training. Honestly, you need to start doing more of it. Do it. <laughs> do it. You just started trail running not too long ago, right? Like not, not too long ago. We're talking about like 10 years or, or so, give or take. What were you doing prior to what got you into trail running? So it the the process was um so I started I started running when I, I tore my ACL doing jujitsu. Um, so like I didn't run in high school or anything I did. Uh, I, I wrestled and then, um, then I did judo in college and I did some jujitsu and I tore my ACL and I wanted a goal to rehab my knee. And so I said, I, I, I'm going to run a marathon within a year. And the longest I had run, I hadn't run any races. I run like a seven mile training run just to be fit for jujitsu. And so I, I rehab my knee trained up and my first race was the Baton Rouge marathon in uh, 2010. And so I was like, ah, I kind of like this running stuff, you know? And so, so I started doing like, you know, I went back and did five K's, 10 K's and did marathons and, um, was, was blessed to be able to, I lived in Hawaii for a year. I did the Honolulu marathon, North shore marathon there. And I discovered some trails out there. I didn't realize it was the, where the hurt 100 was. I hiked Mm -hmm. them and had a good time. And when I moved back to continental us, when I came back, I discovered like really trail running did a half marathon on the trails. And I was like, this is, this is fun. And, uh, signed up for my first ultra. It was the Cajun coyote in uh, South Louisiana, hundred miler. And, uh, like, just like just signed up for a hundred miler. I didn't do a 50 K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, 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 right yeah. yeah. So I, and if I got to do it. Just go ahead and do it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I jumped in with both broken feet. So we, uh, I, um, it was cool. Cause I was able to train on the trails. And so I would, you know, it was my first ultra race, but like I would do 40 miles Saturdays on the trail and man, just, you, you know, man, just fell in love with the trail, just being out there. Uh, sometimes with my headphones on, sometimes not a lot of time alone, just in creation, man. And, and, uh, and that, that did it, man. I, I ran that and I was like, this is, this is awesome. So, you know, from then just, tried to run as many trails still did still do marathons and stuff but mostly for training and to be with other people but uh i, I love the trails i love the trail community uh man we got some awesome people and it's cool because i go to california uh, colorado california and it's all cool people you know uh, arkansas arkansas has got an amazing trail running scene and you feel at home you know with everybody it's awesome yeah you know it's it's crazy i, I love i love it when i i get a chance to talk to runners that have converted from road running to to trail running because a lot of people say it's it's a lot more euphoric than, you know, being out there, like you said, in the wilderness by yourself, kind of yeah. just in the middle of it, like experiencing what, what's been created here. And it's, yeah. Yeah. so it's, it's great to, to kind of hear that. Like when you got into your first 100 versus like training for your first marathon versus your first 100, like mentally and physically, like where were your adjustments coming from on that? Because I mean, that's, it's a huge separation. I know you said you're, you're training doing 40 mile runs here and there, but again, even a 40 mile run versus a hundred mile is yeah. a huge, huge difference. So where was that uh, separation coming from? It was um, well. And so in both, both ways, I was, I was pretty blessed, man. Cause uh, I was able to get in with the, like, even when I did my first marathon, I was able to get in with a, 
kind of a running club and like people to kind of guide me. Cause you don't, you don't know when you start running, you know, you just, I like to run and you, you just run, you know? <laughs> and so, um, there was a, a track running cl- a club and they kind of helped guide me a little bit. I asked a lot of questions. I'll ask questions. I don't care. You know, if I look stupid, I am stupid. I don't know. Just ask questions, you know? And then, so when I got into trail running, I, I got in with, um, there was a local group in, um, in the Lafayette in Southern Louisiana called mud and guts. They are amazing. My friend Edie, who's also a trail, di- um, a race director, in South Louisiana. Um, and, uh, I started asking questions, started running with them. And, you know, when I signed up, I'm like, Hey, how do I do this? You know? And, and so just, uh, people you know, guided me, I'd go run with them. We'd do trail runs and I'd ask questions, man. If somebody had done a hundred miler, I was picking their brain <laughs> and asking questions and, uh, you know, and so that's kind of, so I learned, you know, I got You got to slow down. You got to feed yourself, got to take care of your feet, you, you know, just all those things people was, they, I learned from their mistakes and, you know, their successes. And so I did, did pretty good. My feet look, my feet were swollen after my first hundred mile. They look crazy, man. I didn't know. I was like, what's happening with my feet, yep. you know, but, uh, and I, you know, I was told that that happens on your first hundred and it hasn't really happened since, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. And, and so it's just amazing to, there's always people there to answer your questions and help you. And then you, then you realize you, still when you run it, you still got to learn. Cause <laughs> now did I understand correctly or did I hear correctly that you did your first 100 mile in Vibrams? The, the, okay. toe, the, the toe shoes. Is that correct? Okay. Is that correct? No, or no, no, I, I'm not that crazy. So I, okay. Okay. I, okay. Good. <laughs> I did. I did my first marathon in Vibrams okay. and, and I ran go. like when I was training my first, like, I guess first couple years, and uh, I was wearing the Vibram, but on pavement. And so I did some training, like I did some trails on it, but I did my first hundred miler. I wore, um, it was when Ultra came out. So I made the adjustment from, um, you know, from, from, I guess, a piece of rubber under my feet to, yeah. you know, the foot shape, the zero drop. And I, I wore the Ultra superiors, the first superiors. I wore two pair on my first hundred, which they're pretty minimal, which I'm a, I guess my feet are getting old. I need, I wear the, the, the Olympus now. So it's like, Real you know, big, thick ones. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I wore. So yeah, still, you know, still pretty minimal for a Rudy trail. I, I wouldn't do that now. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do, and even just the smallest trail race in those beaver in the, in the, in the toe shoes or whatever. Like I would not want to be doing there, that. There's some people though. I was at Turkey mountain the other on a Rocky section and there was some dude, he was barefoot, like completely barefoot and just, he wasn't going fast, but he was real methodical and doing his thing. And I'm like, you, you get it, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or power to him. Man. That's <laughs> no, I, I'm like you, I need the very thick stuff. Like I, I need as much cushion as I can possibly get. That's what I, the older I get, the more I need more cushion. You. Next thing I know, I'm going to be wearing these seven inch uh, shoes going through <laughs> yes, the Rocky areas. Moon shoes. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> so how many, how many ultras have you completed at this point? Oh man. Cause you started, um, this was 2000. Uh, you said it was 2018, 13. Uh, okay. 13 was my first. Yeah. My first okay. ultra. Yeah. And so then I went back and did 50 miles. So it's, it's, um, 40 something, man. I don't, I don't, I, I it's 40 something. And, and then 15 of them are hundred miles or more, uh, you know, including, uh, when I was a Tahoe 200 and I did the Rouge Orleans was from Baton Rouge to new Orleans on the levee. That was a 126.2 miles. So they called it a, a marathon with a hundred mile warm up. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, um, but other than that, man, I, yeah. So I just, just love it, man. 
Mark, and <laughs> I've done a few on pavement. That's it, well, well, after you've done so many on trail, it's kind of hard to move back to pavement, even for the shortest ones. Like and I say, sure, half marathon or yeah. even marathon for you. It's it's got to be a little bit of different separation, even for your feet and for your knees and everything else. It's yeah, it, it's got to take a little bit more of a toll. I, I've know I've heard that from a lot of trail runners that are strictly doing the ultras now trying to go back and do the pavement stuff just doesn't work for him anymore. It, it beats you up, man. I did a marathon one year and then a week later did a 50 miler. The, uh, no, I did the 50 miler. Then I did, I don't remember which one. It was. Anyway, the marathon beat me up because of the pavement. And then, mm. you know, the, the, the 50 miler was, was fine. You know, you, you get muscle soreness, but not joint soreness, you know? So you mentioned uh, the Tahoe 200. So yep. you attempted to do the triple crown or you were looking to do, that was kind of one of your goals. And, yep. and as you said to me off air, like COVID hit 2020 kind of put a wrench in that and yeah. wrench in last year's 2021 Tahoe 200, but you, but you did get a chance to do that one prior to, right? So yeah. Yeah. let's talk about your experience for, for that race, because you know, the, the triple crown of 200s is some of the most gnarly trail racing you can yeah. possibly get. Right. So yeah. what was, what was your prep and your mentality going into doing into doing Tahoe because we'll get into the Moab 240 here in a second because that was even that was even crazier for you as well so what yeah. was so going into that like how's your prep how's your prep change so 2018 I did the I did the Tahoe 200 and I didn't um to to I guess I, I raced a lot to get ready for it I made I did some uh some I spent some time in in Colorado uh ahead of time um just just doing a little bit of racing and some running, man, I was, I was, I was a little concerned about, you know, it starts at about 7,000 feet. And, uh, I think you max out at, I think we maxed out at 10 or a little, maybe a little higher, but it's altitude, you know? And, yeah. um, so I just had to go in as fit as possible. And I honestly didn't know, uh, I'd never been to Tahoe, um, you know, okay. just got out there and, and let's go, man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and it ended up, you know, I ended up, doing pretty, you know, I felt good. I felt different, you know, I felt the altitude, my heart, heart, heart rate was about 10, 10 meets higher per minute when I got there. And so I was like, all right, here we go. And we started going up the, the ski slope and I was like, yeah, I feel that. And, uh, you just, you just go, you know, and, and just settled in. And I learned some things like during the race. Um, I learned, I need to plan my sleep before my sleep plans me, um, you know, falling yeah. asleep, running on a mountain is. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's always, the, that's always a question I love hearing from, uh, runners and doing the, you know, I've talked to Mike McKnight and I've talked yeah. to my friend Hector Rodriguez and they've both got different sleeping techniques. And I, uh -huh. I know, I know Mike just kind of passes out on the trail for 15 minutes and then wakes up and goes like, yeah. what did, what did you find out worked for you in that yeah. mentality? So, so that works. I mean, like I, 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 in my, uh, Moab attempt and, uh, and, you know, and, uh, and in Tahoe, like sometimes you just gotta, I find myself falling asleep while I'm running and not being efficient, you know, because I'm so tired. And so just laying down and getting a 15 minute trail nap, and then I pop up and go, I make up that time pretty quick. And so I did a lot of that. Um, but I'm going to plan like even the first night, get a, a, a good nap if I can, um, you know, before the sun comes up, uh, think long haul for this Tahoe. Uh, so last time when I did the Tahoe 200, it was the, 
Oh man, it was clockwise because it, it was the fifth year. This year we're doing the regular way, counterclockwise. And so uh, everybody that's done it both ways said that that year was harder because of where you hit some things. Yeah. I mean, it's all, I'm sure it's all hard, but, uh, <laughs> and you know, Relatively. Uh, Rubicon at night in the, at, toward the, uh, Rubicon was, Rubicon almost killed me, man. It was like being on the surface of the moon at night because of the dust and all, and the, oh. I couldn't see the rocks. I was kicking rocks. I was it was bad anyway. So I'm looking forward to hitting that, like maybe during the day, uh, you know, this time, but I'm going to, I'm just going to plan my sleep before I get too tired. If, you know, if I start getting, you know, fatigued, I'll, 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 I'll take a nap, you know, I'm okay with that, you know, and, and this year I'm going to, last year I went into it. I ended up, I was 17th out of the 250, which I thought was pretty good for, uh, you know, um, you know, for somebody who never done a 200 <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but this year I'm going to go, I'm going to try to be efficient. I'm going to try to do well, but I'm going to try to enjoy the journey a little bit because when you're racing hard, I still, I still took in a lot of views. I still enjoyed it. I still, but, uh, I want to be a little more intentional about yeah. being on the journey for this one. So I might be a little slower. We'll see. I'm, I'm bringing the GoPro. I'm going to take some, I'll be that guy. I don't care. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go and enjoy it. I'm going to do some pushing, but I'm going to, you know, well, there's something to be, there's something to be said for that too. Like, I think if, yeah, the, the race mentality always kicks in the competitive side always wants to kick in, but there's also that, you know, like you said, take more intent on taking it in and, and enjoying the process. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's part of it. Doing these long ass races like this is like, you're not going to, unless you're you know a runner like a Mike McKnight, you're not going to be able to withstand that that amount of speed and that right. length of time on your feet. So you might as well just take it in and enjoy yeah. it as you, as you, as you go, especially as you said, through some of those areas where it might be a little bit more difficult, you're, you're going to end up hiking anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well, you know, enjoy it and, and see what, see what, what comes of it, you know, what's you know, like, what's your crew situation looking like for this year? Like how, how is, how, who, who is your crew? Who's your crew? Do they come in from Oklahoma? And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? That's like, oh, so my wife's a trooper, man. She, she was the crew, man. She was it. Like I didn't have any pacers or anything for, for the Tahoe 200 in 2018. So she's driving, she's doing, she's Wait, driving. Hold on. One second. You didn't have any pacers whatsoever. No, no, man. Damn. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I just, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any, yeah, my. In fact, it's crazy. My fastest hundred. I went in with no crew, no pacers, anything. Just had drop bags and just. Oh, I don't know, but any, I awesome. mean, I just it, it just. I don't know. I probably might've done better if I had pieces. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, but my, just, so I'm, I'm out there and, and it's just me and my wife, man. And she, she was a trooper because you're out in the boonies, man. And, and there's no, like she said, she's on some roads sometimes she's waiting to hear the banjo playing and, you know, and um, you know, but she, she was there. She meet me. I have to wake her up sometime. Um, the, hey, I'm, I'm here, <laughs> but, <you know? laughs> um, but, uh, but it was cool. It was kind of a, it was kind of a, it was a team effort. And uh, she took care of me, and um, and so this year I have a few uh, a few guys that I need to follow up on with them, um, but a few people that that are going to come pace me. One of my guys that was going to pace me, um, his name's uh, Chad Bruce from California. He got into Western States, which is the week after, and he he wasn't thinking. He's like, oh, I'll still be able to pace you. I was like, you ain't pacing me, dude. You going you're gonna go run states, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think I'll have it. I'll have at least a pacer or two, and then. Uh, my wife, she'll be, she'll be the crew, you know, and then I'm sure whoever's pacing, I'm sure will be helping. But, uh, so yeah, man, that that's, 
that's the plan, you know, get out there and have an adventure. <laughs> oh, she must be a trooper. If she's out there for four or five days, just kind of lugging around equipment and waiting for yeah. you to, to show up. <laughs> yeah. She gives me a hard time, man. She's like, especially if like, cause I I'm, I'm the spreadsheet guy, you know, like here's my, you know, when I can be and and she's like, you need to hurry up. You're like, where you been? You, <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, let's fast forward to, to Moab. And the 240. Um, that was to, we have to talk about Moab. No, no we're good. It's all good. <laughs> I've heard the I've heard the successful stories, right? I've heard yeah. from from other friends that have done this, and then so I, I again, this is pretty, you know people love to hear like how they can experience this and how they can learn from this. So it's, yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about the crash yeah. and the burn, man. What <laughs> what happened? I heard you got sick. Is that right? You were throwing up all over the time. De- like dehydrated. Most yeah. I, I, so, so man, um, it, it started out pretty good. It ended up being, it was pretty, it ended up being a pretty hot year. I think it was one of the hotter years, so, no excuse, whatever, but that, it was, you know, a lot of people where a lot of us were suffering. Um, and so at one point there was, uh, I won't, I won't name the the mix, but it, it was, uh, the electrolyte fuel mix that, that they were, that they had at the, um, for the race. And so you know, I bought some and used the code beforehand. I said, let me try it. Cause that's, what's going to be there. Yeah. And so I, I tried it. And when I was training in Oklahoma, it was, it hadn't got hot yet. It was pretty cool and it worked. And I was like, it didn't taste the best, but I'm like, whatever, you know, it's less, I have to worry about carrying or drop bagging and all that stuff, you know, just being smart. Well, we got to one of the, um, one of the aid stations and uh, I refilled my pack with the stuff. My, I had a bladder and then I had a water bottle in the front. So I just had water and then the, that electrolyte mix and we took off and I was just drinking water. And then we had like four miles out and there was just a water only stop. And then there was, I think 19 miles of hot death uh, after that. And so I refilled my water at that spot and then I took off. I got about a mile away from that water drop and just started, I mean, puking all that stuff it just all came up and i was like man this is terrible so i took another sip of that in my bladder my bladder was full of this this mix and uh man, puked again i was like man so i'm thinking what i should probably do what i should have done if everybody's listening i should have ran a mile back dumped that stuff out and filled my bladder pack with just water because i had other food and stuff i didn't i kept moving forward and i just kept throwing up every time i would sip on that stuff i would start puking so all i had for like 19 miles in the heat was that one bottle uh of one soft flask of of water and so i kept just trying to sip on that other stuff and man just just puking and just trying to move and you know when you get when you get that low and get dehydrated and get pukey and man i was i was death marching it got dark and uh you know, it's one guy passed me, asked me if I was all right. And I was like, no, <laughs> you know? and I said, I said, wait, wait I got to show you this. Cause this, it's in my head. I said, if number 38, uh, <laughs> if number 38 stops moving, when you get to the next aid station, tell him, come get me. And I just, for those of you who listen, I just showed him my bib number. It's hanging out above here. Cause I got to go get redemption at Moab. <laughs> so, um, so, I, uh, and it was bad, man. And I'd lay down a little while and I'd get up and, um, uh, I made it to one of the aid stations and was able to dump that out and get some water. And then it went, when I met my wife at mile 74, aid, it was Mike McKnight's aid station. He was in charge of that aid station that year. They came and were trying to give me potatoes and salt. They're trying to eat all kinds of different things. People were getting, I just kept puking. I couldn't keep anything down. My wife snapped a picture of me in the truck and I, like from the side of my face. And I was like, I'm not normally that color. You know, it was, it was bad. And, and, uh, I, I told him, uh, I turned in, you know, I said, I'm done. I, I can't, 
you know, if it was a shorter race, I'd finish it. If it was a hundred miler, man, I'd, I'd crawl it in, but I said, man, this is so far. And, and I turned in my spot tracker and then drank a little bit of water and sat there for a little while. And I told my wife, I said, go back and get it. <laughs> and then I threw up again. I was like, turn it in. I'm done. So it's like, yeah. Um, you know, and I thinking back, I still had some time. I still had time. I'm used to, I'm used to being a little, uh, you know, ahead, kind of in the, the front of the pack, front middle, you know, and mm-hmm. I still had time. I think um, if I were to do it again, I would have waited. I would have sat there longer and just uh, kind of taken a few hours or a couple hours just to kind of let your stomach settle. And yeah. And I had taken some time, but I'd have taken more. I'd have just taken a nap yeah. in the back before I before I just turned it all in. Uh, but, you know, when you're in the middle of it, you're not thinking straight. I had gone a long time. I was pretty dehydrated. Um, and, you know, I, I, I turned it in, man. And so I, I just be careful what you eat, man, <laughs> what you drink, you know, um, and, and just be smart. It, it would have been better to go to jog that mile back and get water. That would have been, that would have changed the whole deal there. Cause I, yeah. I would have stayed, I would have stayed hydrated. Luckily that guy that I told you about that, I, I told if 38 stops moving, he had uh, he, that mix was working fine for him. So I gave him he dumped his water into my bottle and I gave him some of that mix. He needed some more of the mix. And so that little, I still didn't have a whole lot of water, but, uh, but it helped that helped save me, you know, um, you know, help me get to where I needed to be to live, I guess. But it was, it was, it was bad, man. It was kind of scary. You know, it's, it's, do you, a, do you think it was the dehydration or is it something you actually, did you eat something too at that last aid station? Or is it just more from the, from the mix itself? I think it was that mix, man. Cause it was, um, like, I can't even look at that stuff now. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, um, I think it just, it, you know, uh, I didn't test it in the heat and I, I tested it in running, but I didn't test it a lot. It was, you know, I did it on a few long runs and I was like, yeah, this will work. You know, it wasn't like something I had, I had used for, you know, a few months or anything like that. Uh, I guess, you know, a little, maybe overconfident, like, yeah, I can, that'll work, you know, yeah. uh, instead of really testing it out and making sure, and even having a backup plan, like, you know, if this doesn't work, I'll, I'll have something else. So I just planned on using it. So, um, you know, should have just been a little smarter. Yeah. Say. Lesson learned. Yeah. 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 And that's what I say. I, it was a bummer. I hated it. I, I hate, hate DNS, man. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And, uh, I want redemption. My wife's like, I don't know if I want to go. I was like, I'll, I'll go do it by myself. I don't care. I'll, you know, <laughs> But, um, but I want redemption and, uh, I'll go back smarter. I'll go back more prepared and, uh, you know, I'll fix it. <laughs> nice man. Well, I'm quite curious out of all of the races you've done, you know, over these last 10 years or so, like what's, what's one of the biggest things you've learned about yourself Mm. Uh, you know, being a, being a trail runner from, or being, I mean, just being a runner altogether. Like what are things that you've taken away from that? And from, from now or from then to now, man, I've, I've learned, man, I've, I've learned a lot. You know, I've learned, I've learned in my low points because when, when you get scrubbed raw like that, um, there's no hiding who you are. <laughs> there's no hiding yeah. it behind a facade. Um, you know, and then there have been times where I've gotten pretty, pretty down and low and, and, but I was still kind of, I was still positive. I still treated my wife and people around me with gratitude. And I was like, all right, you know, it was affirming. Um, but there have been, you know, a couple of times where I've gotten negative and I was like, you know, I got to work on that. You know, I've, I've, 
and then uh, I've learned, I've learned resilience. I've learned that there's more like when, when it sucks and you're at the bottom, you can still go. There's still some things you can do. There's, st- you know, and I've uh, learned troubleshooting, you know, you just got to figure it out. I'm an IT guy. So I'm always troubleshooting junk, you know, technical stuff. And so, you know, in a race, you got to troubleshoot yourself, man. You know, like this is hurting. Okay. What I got to do here, you know, and this, my stomach's feeling funky, you know, maybe I need to slow down or it's hot and you just gotta, you gotta just, just troubleshoot and figure it out, you know? Yeah. And so that's kind of the, I don't know. It's kind of what, what draws us, but, but I've learned, I've learned I can do more than I think I can. And I, I, not to underestimate, you know, what God's put inside of me. And so, um, you know, that's, that's it, man. And I just, I enjoy, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Why do we like suffering so much, man? It's stupid. Man. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, yeah, right? you, you hate it at the time, like any oh, yeah. race, dude, even I tell somebody, even a 5k, if you're racing it and running it hard, it sucks. It's hard. Um, but you know, we get it, we do it and, and we come out the other end and, there's a gratitude like, Hey, I was able to do that. I was able to push through that junk and that feeling and get it done. And, um, you know, that it builds you up. It gives you confidence, man, for, for life stuff. You know, somebody asked me one time, like, what you training for? I was like, dude, I'm training for life. I, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I think, uh, well, that's the thing. I, everybody's got their own pain cave, right? You got to learn yeah. where that bottom of that cave is. Yeah. So you can get somewhat comfortable so you can keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. Like what, um, what's one of your best experiences? Like what have, what's oh, one of the biggest things that you've, you've seen experienced, whether it's being in a race or being in, in one of your, your training runs, like what, what if, what, what brings, what tops the, you know, right in front of your mind? Oh man. Um, so the first, I mean, the first thing that popped into my head was, was finishing Western States. That was cool just because it's states, you know, I mean, it's, it's Western states. And, and, and for those of you listening, you're going to hate me, but I got in on my second year, my, my second two tickets, dude, I got in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, that was before, like, it's even harder now. Nobody, yeah, nobody's getting in now, but, um, the, uh, I got in and I was just, you know, my neighbors probably heard me hollering when they called my name. Um, and I was just pumped. And so, you know, it's, it's Western States. And so getting to in it and, you know, I'm an ambassador for Altra and Altra was sponsoring it that year. So it was really cool. Got to, you know, hang out with, uh, you know, Jeff Browning and Mike McKnight and some other guys, you know, that, that ran for Altra at the time. And, um, it was just really cool to hang out with them, you know, pick their brains and then, and then to get to, to get to run it. And it was tough and those canyons suck. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but I got it done and I was able to do, you know, sub 24 hours. I ran with Dave Mackey for a while. So I opened up when the, the, the issue of a a uh, ultra runner magazine, the issue that had Western States, I opened it up and it had a thing on Dave Mackey and they have Dave Mackey in the snow, you know, with this prosthetic and right set right behind him. Like right there is me. I was like, in the yeah, very background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I wasn't That's, too far out of focus, man. I was exactly, I was, I was in, you know, you, I wasn't in, I wasn't in focus like Dave, but you know, it's yeah. like, but, uh, but anyway, just, just to be, you know, to be a part of that, man, it was so cool. And to get it done, you know, everybody, it's just one of those that you want to do. And, um, that was really cool to be a part of that. I loved it. It was awesome. Let's let's, uh, shift gears a little bit because I want to talk about, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like your podcast, run the, run the riot. Yeah. So how did, uh, when did you start the podcast and how did you get into it? So, um, I guess I started October of, uh, 2019 and and I'm an IT guy and I'd, I'd listen to these other podcasts and there were times where I was like, 
need to ask him this. Like I would ask him this. You're like it just I wanted to things I wanted to know. And and I'm dude, I'm like you. I, I love talking to people. I love getting to know people. I love asking them questions, picking their brains, learning about their lives. And I just like, well, I started looking at what it would take and I was like, I, I can do that. I have the, I have all the, I would need to buy a microphone, but you know, I can do that. And so, so I just, I started it, you know, I just decided to, I, uh, I think one of my first was, was my friend Edie, who's a race director of South Louisiana said, Hey Edie, why don't you be on my podcast? Said, all right. You got a podcast. I do now, you know, so that's, <laughs> you know, and, um, and so, yeah, I, I did, and it's been fun just getting to know people. And like you said, man, um, I've got friends now in, in the UK, you know, who uh, one of them um, uh, for uh, Bigfoot this year, you know, we got to hang out and share some miles and, and, and stuff and just, you know, I, I just have I have friends from all over now that I keep in touch with and I get to hear their stories and being I'm encouraged by what they're doing. And, and it's really cool because you interview some people, they're like executive professionals who like to run. You got somebody who lives in a van, you know, and, and that's what it and just runs. And, yeah. and but 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 we all run together and we enjoy the trails. We enjoy doing this thing. And I, I love it, man. I just love hearing why people do what they do. Well, it's, it's the thing it's, it's all about the journey, right? Like yeah, I love yeah. to hear like how people got to where they are, like whether it's having to battle through mental health, they're having yeah. to, you know, physical issues, whatever it is. Like, it's awesome to hear how people have just gotten into this great community that we are in yeah, and why they stay here and what, what keeps them coming back to the trail. It's, it's awesome. And I, that's why I, I started this thing too. Like I started when 2020, when, everything shut down. Yeah. Me being a race director, I didn't have anything to do. I was like, well, I, <laughs> yeah, what, what, now? what am I, what am I going to do? So I, and I kind of, I kind of miss my community. I miss talking to people. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm just going to start talking to people on, on zoom. And, and next thing you know, I'm like, all right, well, this is, I'm actually doing a podcast without doing podcasts. So then I <laughs> might as well upload this roll, stuff. <laughs> might as well upload it and roll into it, but it's, but it, it's, it's been an amazing journey from that perspective. And like I said, getting a chance to talk to people like you, who you and I just met on this, on this call right here. Like we haven't yeah. had ever chance to communicate beforehand. So having those connections is just really amazing. Um, what have you learned? What is the, one of the biggest things you've learned from, from either a, a guest or learned about yourself being a, being a podcaster now, man. Well, I've, I've learned that, like you said, everybody's journey is different. Um, but one of the things that stood that in what you just said kind of triggered it, but I'm reminded that when we're running on the trails with people, just because they're, you know, um, just, just because I'm not talking to them for a podcast or whatever, like everybody's got a story mm -hmm. and, you know, some of the time, like during a race, you know, and sometimes I'm racing, but you know, I'm I'm getting to know somebody while we're racing and running and we're talking. And, um, I'm just reminded that, I don't know that it doesn't have to be a podcast, but you know, I, I ask people about their lives while we're running and um, you know, I've gotten to know so many people just on the trail during races, <laughs> during trail runs and, and, and people have awesome stories. Some people just do it because they love it. Some people are, are running from things. Some people are doing it because like you said, they've been addicted, abused and different things like that. And their stories are beautiful, man. Um, that, that why is, is huge. So I've learned that I've learned that there are so many different ways to, to train, to eat, talking about Mike McKnight and them, you know, I used to be fat adapted, but I'm not, I'm not anymore, but, um, <laughs> but, but every, you know, everybody, you gotta, you gotta find your way. And the more, 
input you can get from people. Uh, I think I saw you had a uh, Sally McRae uh, on and, you know, she's one that believes big time in the strength work. Oh, yeah. I think she was like my fourth guest on the podcast and, you know, same, same message. And I was like, just validated, you know, the continuing yeah. to do strength workout, you got to still put the miles in, but you gotta, you gotta keep, keep everything working strong. And, and so that, and uh, I don't know, just learning that everybody's, everybody's a little bit different. And so re respect people and respect their journey. You know, you don't judge people by how you see them. Um, yeah. They've got a journey, you know? And so yeah. you know, ask them, talk to them, get to know them. <laughs> well, I, have to, I, I, I'm a very outgoing social person, but it's, it's actually kind of in that same line. I've learned to actually ask more questions yeah. out, outside of this, right? Like get yeah. to know people a little bit more and, and see how, you know, maybe you can help them out in some degree. Right. So that's, it's kind of nice to, to hear you're in that same mentality as I am. Like I, that's why I, I love being able to talk to other podcasts hosts too, because it's, it's interesting how people have kind of adapted a little bit and, and how they communicate with one another when you're, when you're, when you're a host and you get a chance to do it all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. But, 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 you know, seriously, man, um, I, you know, people ask me, I, I want to hear about other people's journeys. And if anything I've learned, like, that's why I did the, the whole podcast on the, the Moab crash and burn because, you know, Hey, I want people to learn from my, I'm learning from my mistakes. If somebody else can learn something from, from some boneheaded thing that I do, um, then great, you know, and I, I think we should, you know, and most people in, in our trail space, they want, we want to succeed, you know, like if somebody beats me in a race, especially like a friend of mine, you know, I'm going to try to beat him, but if he wins, like, dude, awesome. High five. You know, you, you, you beat me, you know, let's, let's talk about it. I'm coming for you next time, you know, and let's, let's, you know, let's make each other better. Um, I like that. You know, that's a good community. Yeah. So it's called run the riot and it's yep. all about ultra running trail running everything yep. encompassing just like the trail life is and it's awesome to have other trail podcasts out there so yeah man um, and it can be found right if i'm not mistaken it can be found on almost every single streaming yep. service yeah. right yep all over the place so go check it out if you're listening in david thank you very much for joining me and sharing your journey today i really appreciate it man oh jeff thanks for having me man it was it was a blast That does it for another episode of the Trail Life Podcast. Special shout out to David Terrio for coming in today and talking about his journey, his successes, his failures, what that's doing to push him forward. Um, you know, and I don't get a chance to go to Oklahoma very often. Uh, so to learn about what Tulsa uh, trail running scene is all about was, was really cool. And if, so if you ever get a chance to go, you kind of know what to expect as far as the trail systems there. If they've got um, some hills, Turkey Hill is what their, uh, their, their uh, spot is for elevation gains so it uh, might not be much but it is some so you can just do some hill repeats out there um, and also hey if you get a chance to check out run the riot podcast uh, please do it's it's an amazing podcast he has some great conversations with some amazing ultra runners on there uh, they share a lot of great stories uh, so go check it out it's available on all streaming services it'll be in the show notes um, other than that thanks a lot guys for listening in as always i'll see you on the trails real soon this episode of the Trail Life Podcast is brought to you by 
crisp, refreshing polar seltzer. Premium seltzer with just water, all natural essences, and zillions of tiny bubbles. Polar seltzer is naturally calorie-free with no sweeteners or sodium. Family made since 1882. That's 140 years of making bubbles. Why be flat when you can sparkle? Looking for a polar near you? Go to polarseltzer.com or visit your local grocery store. Music for the Trail Life podcast is brought to you by The Poor Dirty Astronauts with lyrics written by Matt Meyer. Matt Meyer.